0: today. Uh, So if you stay to the end of the podcast, you have a chance of getting some really cool podcast gear um, as far as like merchandise and and stuff like that. Um, I have diverted all of the chat to the host so that I can kind of keep an eye on what's going on and answer questions and keep that organized. It's not that I don't trust you guys, but I do have a reason to control that tempo. Um, also, uh, be respectful. Um, you know, try to keep your questions down to a paragraph to where I can read through it really quick and uh, pose that to our guest and whatnot. And then afterwards, um, I know I usually do a hack, this week has not been my best week for that. I've been really busy, I've had you know, the stuff in Texas going on. Um, so, I asked Juan to do a demo or a walkthrough of Exploit Pack, and he's going to do that, um, which I think would be really beneficial to anybody getting into the industry. Um, and we'll figure out a way to pick the people for the merchandise giveaway. Uh, I may ask some trivia questions, or I don't know, I'm going to get creative. It just depends on my mood. Because I many bourbons I take down. Um, so, I am going to ask Juan actually I'm going to make him a co-host and then I'm going to ask Juan to unmute and kick up his video so we can have our discussion and go from there and I want to thank Juan for taking time out of his schedule to become part of the haunted crew and and walking into our little haunted house amusement park Um.
1: It's hey, started, Mike. Hey, Ryan.
0: Hey, Juan. How are you?
1: Hey,
0: hey, bu- hey, buddy. Do you have a video by any chance?
1: Uh, no, not on this computer.
0: Okay, cool, cool. We'll just do it with audio. Um, dude, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate you taking your time out of your schedule. I know you have a busy, busy schedule and, and development lifecycle that you look after, but I really appreciate it. Um, uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what I want to do, I, I want to give you a moment to introduce yourself, Um, talk about maybe where you started and what brought you to exploit pack. Um, I'm sure we'll have questions along the way. Um, I'm going to be watching the chat for questions from the audience um, and we'll go from there. Uh, This is really laid back and casual. So, you know, anything goes Juan, so go ahead.
1: All right. Uh, Well, I'm uh, Juan Sago originally uh, from Argentina uh, living in the Netherlands for the last seven years, um, I'm uh, now thirty-six years old, uh, and I started when I was around ten in, with computers, just uh, playing around uh, two eighty-six and uh, three eighty-six machines, trying to install Linux. Then uh, getting into uh, these uh, Linux clubs and uh, yeah, just playing nice. around. Um, from the beginning, also always wanted to, uh, yeah, to yeah, to do more with the software. Uh, I always uh, liked programming, but I also always like it to to bend uh, the rules of uh, programming. And uh, I'm also really a curious person. So I like uh, to look uh, behind uh, behind what's happening. And uh, yeah, from there, uh, well, I also, (laughs) Uh, you mentioned asterisk. I, I I also did some installation of, of asterisk in the in I the see. beginning. So I, I'm also involved into uh, uh, the uh, the free software movement. Uh, I'm a, a really fan of that. Um, so yeah, well, I, I, I basically I work as a, a red pen tester for for a long time now. Uh, Exploit developer, uh, reverse engineering. Uh, so working on that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's my background. Uh, that's uh, what I've been doing. You can Google you can Google me, and uh, you you will find what I do. That's uh, that's that the best and, and that me just talking about it. Yeah. It's, uh, I think so- we are. I think we are all pretty much the same in the in in the yeah in the area. Everyone has computer. Everyone started uh, from the beginning uh, with the old stuff, and then we are just uh, getting to the modern stuff, seeing uh, how how we can adapt.
0: So t- tell me about cybersecurity and growing up in, in Argentina. Tell me about the, the environment there as far as like, you know, how advanced is cybersecurity? What, what are the concerns that Argentina has as far as like compromises and breaches? It's always interesting to see the, the type of concerns and the type of threats that countries focus on. From mm-hmm. other parts of the world, I know from the U.S. it's mostly financial and, and infrastructure. Um, is it the same for Argentina, or tell me about tell me about your environment
1: there? It's pretty much the same as uh, anywhere else. I mean, uh, um, some uh, some governments or companies uh, or corporations that uh, they have more focus on certain areas, uh, but pretty much it's the same attacks uh, pretty much the same uh, type of techniques used everywhere because we are in a globalized world there is nothing that is uh, restricted or uh, uh, to certain uh, places or areas mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, you will see I uh, uh, I don't know a bank uh, a Trojan type will attack uh, uh, an Argentinian bank but also they will might use a similar one to attack a uh, Ukrainian or uh, one from the US. And uh, they will use the same type of techniques. It depends on the comp- work company location. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think there is. But if, if you are talking uh, regarding on how is the exposure of it, of course, in Argentina as uh, uh, having less exposure than US or other countries uh, that have more uh, corporations that are, uh, yeah, that are the yeah, internet faced or more people are focus on those or have the eyes on that of course they will receive more attacks and uh, small companies a small corporation or a small yeah uh, yeah
0: that makes sense um so argentina as a whole um you know a lot of our viewers i know some of them probably haven't been outside of the country um probably very few have been to argentina or south america or central america um So tell me what it's like in Argentina, the the tech scene, the hacker scene, um, groups that you can get involved with, uh, stuff like that as far as security professionals go.
1: I I cannot tell you how it is right now because I'm out of the country for the last seven years. But uh, when I was there, uh, um, I think it's, uh, yeah, uh, there's really small people there. There There's a... these really curious people and uh, a lot of uh, good reverse engineers uh, uh, and exploit writers are, are from Argentina. Awesome,
0: awesome. So I noticed within Exploit Pack, um, it, you had mentioned zero days within the Exploit Pack. How do you guys get a hold of those zero days or do you code them yourself and put them into the actual tool or are you guys putting together a zero day initiative um, to offer you know, I guess, payment or reward for
1: zero days? Uh, that's a good question. Well, first off, uh, well, a pack is not, uh, it's not a zero-day tool. Uh, it's a red team uh, pentest slash pentester tool for threat simulation. And uh, that uh, is a framework, basically. Right. Uh, but uh, regarding the zero-day zero side of it, uh, so basically when... When we stumble into a vulnerability that uh, can become uh, weaponized or we want to help pen testers that uh, are on uh, the defensive side and they want to test their servers against uh, yeah, a type, a, that type of vulnerability, mm-hmm. they can use Splaypack if, uh, if they have it. Um, yeah, and that's how it is. Um, basically, it's the same process as we did in other type of vulnerability. There are some some vulnerabilities that are more important than others, mm-hmm. and and not all can become weaponized, uh, but some they can.
0: Absolutely. So, what took you to uh, you're in the Netherlands, right? You said you you moved to the Netherlands about six years ago. Yes. So, so what took you to the Netherlands? I, I actually lived in Volendam and spent some time in, in Amsterdam. Um, in my 20s and I gotta mm-hmm. say it's probably one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been to um, and it was really hard to leave but what what took you to Holland, Netherlands and you know abroad what what took you there?
1: Well sort of the same but uh, uh, it was so hard for me to leave the state so uh, but basically, uh, yeah, we, I have a, a son, uh, now he's, uh, 14. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's a good country to raise him. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, but of course, uh, Netherlands is it's a, it's a, it's an impressive country. They have parks everywhere, greens, canals, uh, access to lakes. Uh, so yeah, I, I, we like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so when I first moved to Holland, I actually was going on a, uh, backpacking journey from Holland to Italy. But for some reason, I never made it past Amsterdam. I'm not really sure why that is. Uh, But yeah, it's a beautiful place. Um, You have the uh, Van Gogh Museum there. And what I was really shocked at was the amount of technical advancement in that country beyond the U.S. Back in 2001, they had internet cafes pretty much on every corner. They had internet phone booths. In the U.S., that was unheard of. Um, but they were on top of it. Like that whole country is wired for sound and ready to go. Um, and I think that's why we see some of the world's best hackers coming out of Holland is because of that, that open open environment, freedom of thinking, and just that advancement. Like they really put money into the critical infrastructure, into the advancement of technology. Um, something I wish all countries would do, uh, but some are slower than others. Um, so tell me, Juan, tell me how the uh, exploit pack started and and the journey that that it took to get to where it's at now.
1: Uh, well, I was a uh, was a user of uh, Metasploit, I'm still are. Uh, mm-hmm. So when they uh, become commercialized, I decided to uh, well, uh, start my alternative, and that's what I did uh, a few years ago, and then did that that us uh, here. So so how does
0: that how does that compare to let's say Armitage, right? Um, Mm -hmm. open source Armitage I'm not a huge fan of Armitage Uh, Metasploit I've always been a fan of I know you you've probably done work with HD HD is a great guy Um, nothing but good things to say about HD and Metasploit Um, so how does it compare to let's say how does Exploit Pack compare to Nexpose aka Metasploit Armitage uh, say exploit those types of uh, applications and appliances um, yeah just you know give us a rundown
1: on that well if you if you pack, you will find that uh, everything that's there it is there for a reason mm-hmm. um, every every feature every uh, part of the cover piece of it has been added because it was needed during a pen test so basically or during a red team exercise so that's uh, how it uh, how it uh, how it took shape the whole tool itself so basically it's based on needs based on automation based on uh, what uh, was needed to be done how to take it from a to b and uh, without uh, taking on the scenic route uh, so that's uh, that's that's the that's a Quick and dirty uh, uh, solution of Xplode Pack and how is uh, how that's how it's gonna help you to achieve uh, results, during apprentice Because I've been in the situation that I have to deliver. I uh, another uh, of my colleagues uh, are on the were on the same spot where you have a time a time frame. Uh, you need to understand your client. You need to understand what you're doing. You need to be stealthy. You need to be fully food. You need to get there uh, somehow. And they are you need tools that will help you uh, get there get that uh, yeah get into that position but uh, um, most of the tools uh, nowadays on the market they, they don't focus there they lose the focus they 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 are not really used by a pen tester except for a few that i i think everyone knows
0: yeah and that's that's one thing i run into with Metasploit, right so the, the the most difficult thing for me with Metasploit is when I have a specific vulnerability I'm looking for um, and doing the search, the search is not very intuitive when it comes to finding that one, that one exploit that I really need. Um, and I end up coding it myself and it, it becomes mm-hmm. monotonous. Um, so let's say, you know, a company size, they have a red team, right? One, and they, they, they form this red team. They want exploit pack. They sign up, they get, their, they get their licenses for, let's say, four seats of exploit pack for their team leaders. And they run into a problem where there's an exploit for a certain vulnerability, but within the environment, there may be a variable that's hanging that exploit up and it's mm-hmm. not successful. Can they reach out to you and, and yes. get help to manipulate that code to where you know it works in that environment?
1: Yeah, yes, of course. Because in the core we are providers. Uh, and uh, what we provide as well is support for for that. No matter if uh, it's an exploit that you are porting from somewhere that you want to run into this different platform that is not a, a target uh, for, uh, or you are working on your own fast uh, your own and then you find a vulnerability and you are trying to weaponize that, and then you need help on that. Uh, uh, we we can also always help you with that of course we always ask to read before ask right. uh, but uh, but of course uh, uh, that's that's one of the yeah that's one of the things uh, that we are most focused on uh, on exploit is to help the tester get there
0: yeah i th- i think that's one of the most important pieces of you know a company providing a tool for red teaming is that every environment is is different and the exploit that should work in that environment, there may be a variable that, that is either seen or unseen that may keep that exploit from working. But being a, a seasoned red teamer or pen tester, you know that that exploits going to work. It's just a matter of manipulation. And when you're on site, you know it, it can be daunting and, and really difficult. I remember I was on a, a pen test in Cyprus in the Mediterranean, and we had created a bunch of Cisco exploits uh, with a with, uh, Superior Viper Labs. And the UC Sniff version I was using was not working on the internal infrastructure simply because of a delay between CDP messages.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I had to contact the U.S. and, you know, Cyprus and the U.S. is very far apart. And I was waking people up. Um, but I really needed that exploit tweaked a little bit um, from our guys internally. And that, that became a job within itself. So I, that's really cool that you guys offer that type of assistance after, you know, sending them away to, re, to read, you know, technical specs, whatever, and try to get it on their own. It's really cool that you guys offer the fact that, you know, hey, we, we can help you on that at some point. If you do due diligence and, and carry out your part of it, um, we'll take a look at our code and see what we can do. That's, that's really cool because that's almost like a customized platform for red teamers. Um, is, this
3: something, is this something that's not offered by other companies or? no
0: no 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 um they'll provide support a lot of them charge for support like large amounts for support and as far as exploit code once it's built into the tool that's yes. it bro that's it yeah that's um, it
1: that's true we are because this, this we can we can still do it because we are a small company i mean right. uh we are still uh, at the core. We are a pen tester. We are not uh, uh, poisoned uh, yet by marketing or by uh, uh, so. Uh, we, we are still there. So, uh, but uh, we would like to keep like that uh, in the core. Uh, we would like to keep uh, the, this uh, type of uh, view uh, and uh, yeah, and hopefully we we will. Uh, but I be- because I think this is really important to keep in touch. Uh, uh, with uh, What is really happening, and how how you can help them? Uh, the other guy also because of because of that we also giving we are giving we are trying to give trainings every year. We give around uh, uh, eight trainings or um, yeah, uh, more or less uh, regarding reverse engineering, regarding ex- exploit development. So uh, that's something you can take with us besides. Uh, and that's also including the license. I mean, because uh, when we started this project, we started this project to to help people uh, get more familiar, not only with the tool, but with uh, with IT security.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's with really, the
1: technical side of it. Uh, and, and that, that's it, sharing the knowledge.
0: That, that's super important. So that's that's what we're about in the HANA crew is taking people like yourself who have vast amounts of knowledge, and taking it to our community Um, we have people from 11 10 years old to 60 that are thirsty for knowledge and want to learn Um, so that's how we built our community and that's cool that you've built the exploit pack around that type of mentality because in the end we're all red teamers right and and we all work together and the community thrives when we disclose new vulnerabilities When we develop new exploits, it just makes us stronger, um, which is really cool to see that in a small company. Um, So projecting the next, I don't know, five or 10 years, where do you see Exploit Pack going? Do you you see it being a very commercialized product? Do you see it grassroots, um, combination of the two? Because I know a lot of, of those applications are going CE or commercial. Uh, a version of both, right? So with Metasploit, you get you get this, the community edition, but it gets the updates on the exploits like later than the actual paid version. Um, which, I mean, it, it makes sense because the paid versions usually go to the companies who have the money to spend that are doing cool projects, or whatever, and have paying clients. The community edition is more for people learning, developing stuff inside uh, their own internal networks and practicing uh, their exploit techniques and timing and, you know, all that stuff. So where do you see Exploit Pack fitting into the industry, let's say five years from now? What's your roadmap look like?
1: Well, that's a tough question to, to answer because uh, I, I cannot tell where the industry is going to go. In five years, I mean, f- uh, now five years, if you ask me this same question five years ago, mm-hmm. uh, we don't even have red teams. Uh, uh, we don't even have a, a, a simulation like that we have it uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no um, EDR solutions mm-hmm. uh, five, five years ago. So that, that I cannot tell, uh, but um, what, I, what I can tell you is that uh, in five years, we will try to be on the edge. Uh, we will try to keep ourselves there, uh, uh, become more mature, more uh, yeah, more more in touch uh, with the with our customers. Uh, we will like to keep it like that. Um, that's uh, well, of course, uh, uh, enlarge the team and try to not get poisoned by marketing and, and investors. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yes.
0: <laughs> So do you guys get involved with communities like the Haunted community, um, you know, uh, doing speaking engagements, doing training seminars, you know, just get involved with the grassroots community of, of people trying to start cybersecurity and, and get involved?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, uh, as Lonax, there is people trying to uh, learn. There will be uh, people trying to teach. And uh, well, yeah, uh, we want to be on that side. Uh, yeah, Because we were, we were on the other side uh, not, not so long ago, right? I still remember when I was 15, I was uh, looking for books, uh, where to buy, how, what to do, what to learn, and it's hard. And uh, and and you need to you need to look up. Uh, uh, now it's easier for us uh, because uh, as some people might be listening this podcast on the internet that they can just follow a link. But uh, when I was uh, uh, twelve or fifteen, I have to go to the library and find some books and trying to see. Oh, is, should I learn this language programming or should I learn this other one? But I only have money for this what should i do what should what should i do and there is no google there is no one to ask
0: yeah exactly yeah yeah. i think i think when we got started um well actually when i got started there was commerce 64s and bbss and there was not a whole lot of exploit development it was more you know let's see what tones match what tones and and exactly yeah yeah so it's come a long way in the past you know 20 30 years Um, But it's really cool to know that that you guys are involved in the grassroots as well, trying to pass on that knowledge. Because a lot of the big corporations, um, I was kind of disappointed with St. Corporation. Uh, Billy Austin was a great asset to to St. Corporation. And before St. – so looking at the evolution lifecycle of a tool, right? So St. was not always St. St. was actually Satan at one point when it was open source. Mm -hmm. And, And it looked for open, it looked for vulnerabilities and, and was a vulnerability scanner. One of the first. So it got commercialized, became say exploit. And all of a sudden the lower level people in grassroots no longer were that interesting. It was more of how many corporate clients can we get? How many government contracts can we get? And people were left saying, well, what about the guys who supported you from day one when you were a community version and free? Yeah, you know, we gave you support. We donated. We actually produced exploits to help build this tool, and now you're abandoning the grassroots. And I think that's the biggest concern with with all the open source community is all these security applications going commercial and losing that input and losing that that valuable that valuable cooperation and interaction with the community. Do you, do you worry about that at all? Like in the future, do you worry about losing that, that open source grassroots touch? Uh,
1: not at the moment because uh, we still have to face it. People working uh, there on that one side, they are programmers and on the other side, they are pen testers. Uh, but uh, I, I know those kind of people are uh, quite in extinction uh, nowadays. Uh, you will find more developers You will and you will find a lot of uh, uh testers but uh, they don't really mix yeah um, and if you if you don't have that in the same bag then it's gonna be quite hard it's like trying to develop a game without being a gamer you don't know what to do
0: yeah so i was really surprised when i was reading your bio and i saw that you had developed exploit pack and was still one of the main developers of exploit pack um i know with with hd when he went to uh Rapid seven, he kind of took a back seat and they took over Metasploit within Rapid seven. Um, and I think a lot of guys uh, and even White Hat, you know, I know that when Jeremiah Grossman and uh, Robert Hansen were involved in, in starting a company, um, it was exciting times, right? And then when they got turned over to corporate. It became this mess, and I, I was involved in one of their latest um, ventures when they opened up a uh, office in Belfast. I went up there and, and um, interviewed their Belfast company, their Belfast office, and I've known Jeremiah for years. We had to sit down probably five or six years before that in his office in California, San Jose, and we're talking about White Hat and the future for White Hat. And then when I get, get to uh, Belfast, it was kind of shocking to see the difference between the corporate mentality and Belfast as opposed to Jeremiah's visions for the future. Um, and I know that's hard because you deal with investors, you deal with time constraints, you deal with, you know, VC funding, stuff like that. So, you know, with the outside influences, I know that everybody has to make a buck, right? Um, do you guys depend on VC funding or are you just going with the, the, the value of the tool and, and, and what you can provide to the community?
1: Uh, well, uh, the, the thing with us is that uh, we, we have the luxury of uh, uh, programming what we like. Uh, we don't depend on funding. Um, so basically, we can focus on uh, what's, what's best. Uh, we don't need to uh, follow deadlines, and I, I'm sure we cannot compare our our goals uh, with uh, other companies because, uh, we, yeah, we don't have to follow a uh, investor uh, deadline. We don't have to uh, make X amount of uh, sales at the end of the year uh, in order to, uh, yeah, to get uh, a happy face on that quarter. But uh, that's, that's not that's not for us. Da, da, da. Luck, luckily, and we try to keep yeah. keep it that way.
0: That, that's awesome, Juan. Like, to hear that come from your mouth, that's really awesome because so many companies are, are willing to sell out for the money. Um, and with, with that being said, like, Exploit Pack definitely has my 100% support. Um, it had it before, but, but the fact that you guys don't depend on VC scheduling and, and rounds and, and investing is, like, so important because a lot of the validity of the tools – a lot of the community support ends up getting damaged by VC funding, I think. Um, so I'm going to get into some questions and answers really quick. Things that I, I've kind of put together. I'm sure Ryan has his own questions as well. Um, mine are pretty simple. In it, and I always like to pick the brains of people who are who are from the same stable that I'm from, like the red teaming, the pen testing, and the hacking. So my question, Juan, is your favorite exploit
1: and why um my first exploit mm-hmm. uh well it has to be um the one for uh, um yeah from for uh the one that is used on OSCP because a lot of people have asked me about that one mm-hmm. uh it's on the is uh, it's the one for microsoft server uh, you can uh, you can find it on ExploitDB mm-hmm. and uh it's not nothing special, but it's, uh, uh, I find it uh, funny that some people is using it on OICP. So uh, I, uh, people is asking me, hey, can you help me uh, uh, with, that, with that one? I, yeah, I always try to help with, yeah, to make it work.
0: Yeah, and, and another thing too I want to throw in there too is that you rarely meet people like Juan in the industry. Um, Juan, maybe S- Sandro from Vicious they stand by their tools and I've never met people who um, would do that once they hit a commercial, commercial level. Um, but I can tell you, you know, just from talking to Juan from a short period of time and, and talking to, you know, others that, that carry that same mentality, that's refreshing. Uh, it's really cool. All right. So another question, this is, this is my last question and I'll, I'll turn to Ryan. He can uh, quiz you on, on, on his questions. Um <laughs> There's no right or wrong answers, but the first time you popped a shell on a remote system, what were your thoughts?
1: I I hope the police will not cut me <laughs> like that, of course. But <laughs> it was a long, long time ago. <laughs> I yeah. think it was ten or something.
0: <laughs> so, 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 do you do you remember the exact exploit that you used to get in?
1: Uh, yeah. No, not the exact exploit, no. uh, but I, I remember going outside and looking at the police cars thinking, oh, they, they will cut <laughs> me. <laughs> they know. <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah, but I, I was—I uh, I think it was around the uh, 12 or something. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I think for me, the, the, the most memorable, the very first exploit that I ran was a file share exploit with macOS. Mm-hmm. And it was an old G2 Mac, I think, that was downloading music through, I think it was LimeWire or whatever. And I had got into that system through the internet. And as they were downloading, I was deleting their shit. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. I'm like, okay, I'll show you piracy. I was delete all your shit. Um, <laughs> but I was I was a destructive kid, so you know it didn't really matter. Uh, so I'll turn this over to Ryan. I'm sure that um, Ryan has some questions. And for the listeners, if you guys want to post your questions to me. Um, I'll funnel them over to Juan as we go. Go ahead, Ryan.
3: Hey, man, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. Um. Okay, so for people who are just coming into the scene into the industry, exploit pack look it can be kind of overwhelming. What would be a good like entry point for them coming into software like exploit pack?
1: Uh, well, uh, the the manual pages. Uh, the, that's that's the best uh, introduction. And of course, if, if if you are kind of lazy, then you can watch out the videos as well. <laughs> uh, and but of course, I will uh, uh, I will I will say go to the manual, uh, get the trial version, uh, download it, and try to use it, and see how how it feels. And uh, well, and, and you can you can look at the utilities, look at the, something that suits you, something that you need.
3: Yeah, perfect. Oh. Are you bring it up the background there, Mike. Nice. So, what, what's the difference between the, the the trial version and the and the commercial? Is there stuff that can't be done in the trial or nine
0: hundred and seventy euros?
1: Yeah, the, the, the trial version is just so you can see if uh, if it's uh, if it's a tool that uh, you need. It's not a, it's not a shareware version. Uh, it's not a version that will include the exploits uh, that you can that, yeah, that you can actually use an a pen test you cannot you, you can look at the features, you cannot use them. Um, so that's the main difference. But you can try the software. You can see if uh, if it suits you. If it's there is something that uh, that's uh, one of the features that you might need on the next pen test. And if it's something that uh, that it will uh, yeah it will be part of your arsenal of tools or not. Uh, that's that's how you can decide.
3: Yeah. How does someone come become involved in like the in the in the exploit pack community?
1: Well, uh, we have a Discord channel uh there is also a ticketed system um so if, if you need help you can ask uh, you can ask us directly or you can uh, get into the discord channel and ask the ask the other guys also you can ask them if they like the tool or not <laughs> hopefully they they do it's a great tool it's a great
0: tool. yeah <laughs> uh, is there any questions from the from the
1: yeah, audience
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: The, there's one um so Drake wants to know: Does exploit pack have the ability to invoke modules from Metasploit in the UI?
1: I uh, know it doesn't.
0: I, that that makes sense. Um, no, it
1: doesn't. I think uh, at one point we were trying to build an API for order call other tools, but then uh, the, then you have to uh, yeah, you have to maintain that API. and it makes sense.
0: Right, right, totally. Um, another question I have for myself. Um, JAR, using Java for exploit pack. What, what was your decision on using Java instead of another platform to build exploit pack?
1: Well, at, at the beginning we started with .NET mm-hmm. uh, building it on, on Visual Studio and then we said, now this is not, not gonna work. So they, we didn't pass the mockup. And then uh, after that, we uh, started with Python. We didn't like it either. Uh, And then uh, we thought, okay, we need to uh, make it a multi-platform was the best choice that we have at that moment. And it was uh, Java. Um, So we built it in top of Swing. and and, Well, Swing, uh, uh, we changed it. uh, uh, Oh, no, sorry. What was the other one? Yeah, I think it was Swing. Yeah, it was Swing. Swing. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, we built it in top of that. And then, uh, yeah, we, we get it from there. So basically... We try to make one chart that, well, you can make it binary, of course, if you want, but you should be able to run it as any other tools that runs with Java in a uh, Linux, Windows, or Mac, or yeah. any, or, or maybe a refrigerator that uh, runs Java, you should be able to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad so to whenever see that. Java can run, you should be able. Uh, I'm so glad to see that
0: you guys really try to stay away from doing an all web UI type situation for the tool um back when satan turned to saint everybody went to web ui nessus Mm -hmm. went to web ui armitage went to web ui um but the problems that we had as pen testers and red teamers was those uis hung up so bad and you know if you had a large net block or subnet to to scan it, it always caused problems um so that, that definitely kudos on that uh, so drake says does exploit pack have a team server similar to cobalt strike so teams can hand off exploit shells etc in real time
1: no no at the moment we do not have anything like that
0: yeah so so the way that i look at exploit pack and correct me if i'm wrong but, but exploit pack is more like a more robust um, um version of metasploit with better exploits and your options and shell code and and gives you better written material as far as the operations and streamlining stuff um, that's just from my point of view of, of using the the tool um, but I, I can see the advantages of exploit pack above metasploit without a problem um, the other ones aren't even the same category so like say exploit not even close. Um, so if I were to have my two choices as a red teamer, walking into an environment where um, I was pretty certain I was going to run into some challenges and I was also going to see some, maybe some close to zero day exploits or, or vulnerabilities I need to match exploits up to. Uh, I think from my experience, personal experience, I would chose exploit pack over metasploit. simply so because of the fact of the life cycle of metasploit um, and don't quote me on this. And I know this is going to be on TV next week, but I don't think Metasploit is going to last much longer without the, the hands of HD Moore on Metasploit. Um, so I'm hoping that he comes around and, and, uh, you know, gets involved or stays involved with Metasploit, but my, my choice would be exploit pack. Um, one quick question for me. I, I know that I've used up all my questions, One, I'm sorry. Uh, but enc- enc- encoders, encoders within your shell code, are, are you going to build out like a module to where you can choose different encoders for the shell code to get past specific AVs that are on site that you encountered during a red team event, or is it going to be uh, basically raw shell code and it's up to the red teamer to encode it to where they feel comfortable enough to get it past AV? Yeah.
1: Um. Well, basically, well, we, well, all, all our uh, agents they they pass AB, of course, and what well, uh, what well, well, we are not focused on AB signature. We are more, now more focused on EDR solutions because that's that's yeah. that's what's coming, and uh, we don't want um, we don't want people to think that uh, you will change the fingerprint uh, by choosing coding your shellcode and, and then that's it. Uh, we want to. Uh, uh, show you and um, make use Asians that uh, are going to be able to do what you need if you need to leave off the land then you should be able to pick up the agent that uh, that will do that and doesn't need to have features that you don't need and if you need to have an agent that will uh, uh, directly call calls then you should be able to do that as well but it, de- it depends on the scenario and and i think is a really a, a misconception of a how to bypass abs mm. and people think okay let's just encode let's just use encoder and then that's it and yeah port, it's, yeah
0: yeah port I mean, protocol are one of the the biggest things for me so yeah, lately we've been focusing on the podcast on archaic ways of exfiltrating data whether it be through rf whether it be through um, common known services or ports that can get mixed into the traffic and kind of hide without AV seeing it. Um, we've been pretty successful at doing that within some of the the projects I've done, um, especially with some of the AI stuff. Uh, I, I think that what we're going to find out in the next five years is that the AI platforms that boast all of the, we can learn your network and stop APT attacks are going to be snake and oil. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's all smoke and mirrors is going to go away. And it's going to go back to the original exploit pack, St. Corporation, stuff like that, that, that does the, the exploits and can get past what we need to get past. Um, one of the things that we ran into early on, I don't know if you remember when Qualys first came out, uh, but the biggest problem we had was convincing clients that yes, our platform uses agents put on the system, for the exploitation part of it Mm -hmm. um but we go back and those agents are removed afterwards so how does that work with an exploit pack right are there agents left behind and if so how does exploit pack remove those agents or any traces of that agent so that someone doesn't follow up behind us and utilize that that door
1: well I, the agent it depends on the pentester. I mean it, once they are using it, it's it's their, their own thing. If they don't uh, know how to uh, clean traces, if they know how if they don't know how to clean evidence, then it's up to them. Right. And and as soon as uh, a, a, one of one of the pen from the world using exploit pack will upload uh the one of the agents uh yeah to yeah to the central repository of a uh, 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 antivirus, then mm-hmm. well, uh, I with, don't want yeah. to name the uh, products, but we all know the ADR solutions that they use cloud. Yep. And if uh, as soon as as soon as it gets there, it gets there, then it's fingerprinted and then that's it. and Yeah, yeah that's, what, that's why people think, okay, let's use encoders. Well, you shouldn't.
0: Yeah, yeah. so sometimes like if, if I know the AV solution, it's inside the firewall, I'll mess with encoders, but really it's all about looking at what services are running and being able to hide your activity within a service that's accepted or a normal behavior like a port or protocol. Um, I can't count how many times I've gotten PowerShell exploited in a company, a large corporation, using port 80 because to them it's natural behavior. And who knows, PowerShell, port 80, it's all good. Yeah, I I, I get that same reaction. Oh, we do that all the time. Really? Um, So... Uh, Ryan, any more questions? I've got a little.
3: I always want to see this demo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want to do one thing that I saw on Colin Hardy's um, podcast, which I thought was really cool. I've been on this podcast a couple times, um, Infosec Journeys and Infosec Real, and he does a little kind of like a game um, where I mention a word, and first thing that comes to mind, you know, Juan, shoot out your comment. Um, this will be pretty interesting. I'll ask a few, and then Ryan, if you want to ask a few, that's fine. Um, so, let's see. The first word, um, cloud computing.
1: What, did you, what? What's the game? Sorry, should I answer? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. You, can, so, you got me there. Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so, so, when I say a word, when, when I say a phrase, you tell me the, the immediate response that it has, in your mind, when you think All of right. cloud computing, what's your response?
1: Short answer. I don't know. That's the store or so.
0: Okay. It doesn't have to be positive or negative. Um, I right. can tell you, I can tell you my response to cloud computing is leaky buckets and fuck it's raining again.
1: Um, <laughs> All right, <fair> enough. <laughs> uh,
0: Microsoft windows. Uh, getting better. Paycheck. Um let's see uh secure protocol which one secure protocol
1: (laughs) oh secure secure protocol you said uh, worldwide
0: yeah okay um
1: shellcode um
0: fun yeah absolutely ryan your turn
3: um oh Machine
1: learning. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Nested (laughs) ifs. Tutorials.
0: (laughs) What was that, Mark? I said tutorials. When someone says machine learning, I I automatically think back to school and think those machine learners need to go back to tutorials. (laughs) Take extra credit.
1: Automation. Ooh. Automation. Uh sales scripts. Yeah. Programmers. Jobs.
0: <laughs> Less pen testers. Um, let's see. Uh favorite language won go. Python. Okay.
1: Nice. Um but but I hate uh, I I hate that they move it to Python three without having a yeah without making any simple ports to two point seven uh, yeah yeah so I'm a
0: big fan of Python simply because it's easy to read and it's easy to write But I'm usually in a
3: hurry. Um, I, go, I go on exploit pack oh million
1: <laughs> uh, fun tool uh, something I like. Juan Saco. I don't know. Uh, Oh, that's a good one. Curious person. So, um, least favorite tool. My least favorite tool. Mm -hmm. For red teaming. Oh, for red teaming. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Let me think about it. Well, I have uh, I, uh, yeah no, but I, I don't want to uh, start playing more. <laughs> But more. I'll, uh, I'll
0: tell you my least favorite tool, and you don't have to you don't have to respond one. Well. I know it puts you on the spot because you, you're part of a big company. Uh, my least favorite tool is fucking Inmap. and I know I know that's. A basis, I know, right. it's, a, I know <laughs> it's a basis foundation for 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 any pen tester that's starting out, but I can get more information by doing a ten minute TCP dump. Than running a thirty-minute freaking in-map scan on monotonous bullshit, yeah. um, I think it was just the, the way it was built, and it continues to be built. Is just it, there's too much to it, and it takes up too much time and resources. Mass scan. What's your response on mass scan?
1: Uh I I don't use it that much. I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, they are they are better tools.
0: Yeah, it's very for the noisy. Same purpose. Yeah, it's yeah. super noisy, but when you want to attack an entire continent, it's it's easy to get an entire continent info and mm-hmm. intel in one sweep in like two hours. I think it took me. Um, so, any questions you have for us, Juan? Uh, I know that you were kind of you know brought into this kind of blindly as you know the haunted hacker community, and probably not a whole lot of people know about us. Um, but we're here lurking in the shadows, watching. Um, any questions you have for me, or Ryan, or even the people that are logged in, watching and listening?
1: Uh, no, so far I have no, no question for you guys, but uh, uh, yeah. Very cool. All right, so I'm going to open
0: this up completely for questions from the audience. Um, if, Juan, you want to get ready for the demo and share your screen, um, go ahead and do that. You have co-host control. Right. And I'm going to shut off my video for a minute and let you guys roll with that. Ryan, take over yeah. and kind of do the demo and help Juan where he needs it and we'll go from there. Yeah,
3: nice one. Cool. So does anyone got any questions? Any questions for Juan? Everyone's sides as always. No, Juan, I just want to thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. You know, I've been bugging you enough in the last couple of months.
1: Alright. I'm gonna share the whole screen. Yeah, perfect. So what I'm doing now here is just uh, running the uh, exploit pack here. Um, uh, This is something you can you can try by yourself. Uh, This is uh, you can get this this version from exploitpack.com uh here what you can see as soon as you 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 are welcomed by the tool uh you will find a set of the tabs that uh, well it will see switch your needs depending on what uh, you are trying to achieve uh because this this hasn't been uh, updated i only run in a 442 exploit but if you if you get the update and you register it uh then you will get around 39,000. And the Saturdays and the shell codes as well. But uh, what, I'm you, what I'm going to show you get now, guys, is the uh, is new Retin tab. Hello, that, uh, <laughs> quite a big one. Um, but uh, here, uh, well, speak. we can uh, we can try the first one. Uh, this guy. Um, from here, you can use different type of agents. These same agents you can deploy these agents from an exploit or something that will go like in a, in a chain attack will be first you get uh, an exploit, then you can do a previous escalation with a different exploit. Uh, you can do it everything from the tool itself. Uh, So, basically, first you run the exploit, then you get a previous escalation, and then uh, you can run, if you decide to uh, get an agent running, instead of of, uh, choose a shellcode, a simple shellcode, you can do that as well. And that's what I'm going to show you now, or you can choose run it per se. Uh, You have different types of them. Um, The first one is the browser one. This is just... uh, Just basically, it will just pop up uh, uh, a tunnel between the browser. So you can have different browsers connected here on the connection list. You will see the different ones that we have. Um, Basically that's self-explanatory. You will have a nation connected to uh, the browser of the victim. And then you can just run an exploit against that browser or just take control of that browser. Uh, You can have uh, Python shells running there so if you do this, then you can select with Linux or Windows, and then from there you can create that one, and then you will have a Python shell running there. Yep. Of course, uh, if you want, you can make it a binary as well, or um, this third option. And all these options they are coming because they were needed during a pen test, right? Yep. So as soon as there is something else, we will uh, also add it. But as 2021. These are the options, sadly, these are the options because I, I, I would like to see something more um, something more complex, but this is what is there. This is what's happening. This is what company needs because this is what they are getting attacked from. So, okay, so basically um, this is a BBS code that you can get out. You can just run it per se or you can put it inside an office document. Uh, let me, or you can do a phishing uh, exercise. Let me, let me choose, uh create this guy. So you have phishing built into the tool. Yes, phishing really to cool. do because that's this is the red team. Uh, yeah. Tab, so it help you do some uh, red team uh, scenarios.
0: Can, can you can you clone websites as well?
1: Um. Um. You can no you cannot clone it per se okay. i know what you mean like Damn. just select a website and clone it but it's most for uh, gathering password from logins gotcha. and you you can use the, the 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 browser shell for that awesome okay all right so let's grab this guy So basically, um, I'm just double clicking on it, but uh, on a real pen test and uh, you will deliver a document or something like that. Mm Well, and then from there, you can choose, uh, it depends on the commands, depends on the on the agent that you have on. This one is a browser, so you have, you can choose message, dialogue, K logger, sessions, plugins, broadcast. Uh This one is, uh, you have different commands. We hope you have access to the operating system. Uh, we can take uh, something there, and then uh, we can uh, take a screenshot. Uh, you can, yeah, you can, I don't know, uh, run something. Yeah.
3: Very cool.
1: That's
3: very cool.
1: <laughs> and let's uh, run an agent as well, and a different one. Um... It's
0: like a, uh, it's like Metasploit on steroids. Yeah. So pivoting, Juan. Once I get a hold of one system, um, can we? You know, I'm sure that within the tool we can pivot to another point. Um, but is that graphically like uh, displayed? I mean, how how is that portrayed when we want to to set up persistence and pivot to another
1: another point? you can only pivot through uh, shell codes uh, okay. so basically you can select through, you can select uh, one of your shells and then from there you can try to because it's meant to escalate privileges right so right it's meant to send something else to to do yeah to to be able to get more uh, yeah more permissions uh, but uh, from the browser for the browseration you can pivot and then get something else from the network because it's meant to be used uh, for instance during a phishing campaign or, or if you have access to a restricted network that they only have browsers or something like that, and then you get from there and then you just, just scan the network from it. And then from here, uh, you can auto exec commands on mm-hmm. each of the, Uh, agents. So as soon as you get a connection, you can say, okay, I got a connection, but I know when, but as soon as you get a connection, then I don't, maybe try to do a network discovery, right. right. network discovery.
0: Yeah. And, and so another thing too, so some of the exploits and some of the uh, payloads that that I use within Metasploit, right? Let's, let's take, so I'm I'm a big, uh, I, I love exploiting Android phones and APKs. So with the accessibility to an Android phone, once I get root and getting, you mm-hmm. know, the camera, the GPS, all that stuff, um, is this modular to where if I run that same, same type of exploit, am I going to get that screenshot? Am I going to get that SMS text? Am I going to be able to send text through uh, exploit pack, through that phone or through the Android device?
1: We don't have patience for Android okay. or mobile devices at the moment. Uh, is is that in your roadmap? So, it, it is it is something that we are think of, but not something that uh, that is on the roadmap yet.
0: Well, I I can help you with that if you'd like. <laughs> Just saying. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I can I, talk I, later.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I love Android, and I love the fact that that all these exploits so. The best thing about exploit pack besides its complexity and and the fact that it's so dynamic is that it sets everything out specifically, right? When you look at exploit pack, you can see what's going on behind the scenes. There's no question. With some of the other tools, you really have to guess, like, is this really working? Or am I going to get an error message? But this is all like laid out perfectly. I mean, the different panes you know, the, the real-time response from the device and the actual data from the device. Um, you don't see this in any other tool. Um, I, I've, I've been doing pen testing, Red Timmy, for over 20 years, and, and this tool is the only one that really gives, like, the pained vision and the separation of what's going on within that device and the attacks. So complete kudos on that. Like, that, that's awesome. Um, A lot of the other tools uh, really don't give you that insight. Metasploit definitely does not give you that insight. And the web version is horrible. Um, Nexpose, you know, I'm going to be Nexpose's biggest critic because once HD gave Metasploit to Nexpose, it went downhill. Um, And St. Exploit, once they abandoned ship, it's gone downhill. But this right here, like Armitage really tries to give this image that Exploit Pack gives. And I don't know the relationship between Armitage and Exploit Pack, but they really try. Um, but this is by far above and beyond any other tool that, that I've seen for red teaming um, as far as separation of duties and actually looking at what's going on in the system. So I'm sorry, go ahead, Juan.
1: Yeah, well, basically, uh, yeah. As, 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 as you mentioned, we, what we try to do is to, yeah, to produce results. And uh, some of our tools, they really go with the trends. And uh, as I mentioned from the beginning, our trends are the Pentest itself. <laughs> that's, uh, so that, that's
0: it. So multi-threading within the tool. Um, if I'm working on a very large subnet or net block, um, mm-hmm. how well does this tool take on large subnets and if, if we have multiple machines that are exploited how does this tool handle that is is there a limit is there is there you know a preferred installation as far as you know what can power this to to the most effective um state um what do you prefer what do you suggest
1: well um it uh, it works with multi trading as well as the last latest Java version that you have. So uh, they made a really they made a really uh, improving performance after version eight. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, we take that uh, we take that approach as uh, as we don't we don't build our own um, uh, multi trading uh, uh, library. So we use uh, the, the 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 one from Java. Right. And if you imagine uh, how many kids are playing minecraft and they're also using java so <laughs> should be enough so that's more than enough for us
0: yeah yeah all of them yeah so i was installing it on, on i installed it on mac first of all
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um that was pretty simple um and then we moved to Kali, installing Kali. super simple like literally two steps and i was running um windows took a little bit but You know, Windows is kind of quirky anyways, but I prefer it on Cali, to be honest with you. Um, Mac was good, but my Mac is not my Mac is an Airbook Pro or Mac Airbook. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it doesn't have the resources that like some of the bigger laptops have um, like the Omen and Alienware. But yeah, by far, this is like the
1: best um so and it it comes pre installed in a black arch another uh linux distro as well which one uh on the on the on black arch black arch black
0: Black arch Arch. black arch yeah 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 have you looked at any other distros to you know put in a repository
1: uh not not that much no No, as some i i I, I know that uh some uh maintainers they put it there Mm -hmm. but uh that's it. We are, we are not uh, actively trying to uh, uh, push exploit pack into uh, Linux distros or maintaining their packages.
0: Man, I, I really wish that you guys would push Kali to embed this in Kali and remove Armitage and the other nonsense uh, scanning applications. This would, <laughs> I, I, I'm selfish when it comes to that. Like I would much rather have this than Armitage. I would much rather throw Armitage in the trash. Um, but that's my opinion. And well,
3: it, it does make it friends, Mark. Always make it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, does, it does not
0: reflect the opinions of the people who may pick up this podcast. So,
1: <laughs> go ahead, Juan. No, I, but I, I think, I think, go ahead. I think you can have it though. You can have them all. I mean, it, uh we we are in 2021 so i think we have enough space on our uh disk to have all these tools and more so we Dude. don't we don't need to choose we don't need to generate like battles on oh man i like this one so i have to hate that the other one yeah, yeah. i can have both and uh, to be honest i use arbitrage i use Pet exploit i use an uh, i i use uh, all the all these tools and i and i like them uh, I, I'm. There's always something to learn, always something to use uh, from other people, uh, from other coders. So uh, I'm really just use what works, and if it doesn't work on my tool and it works on their tools, then I'm just gonna use their tool. Uh, sure. If it's, there's something I can improve, I will try to do it. But um, always try to look it on the on the other side of the road, not just exactly trying to follow my own.
0: But 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 you build a better tool that way by looking at those other tools and realizing the downfalls and 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 the shortcomings of other tools. So
1: look- because I Sandy, I I don't have the power to ask <laughs> other people. Hey, hey, can you fix that for me, please? Because I don't like it that way. So
0: that that brings up a good point, Juan. That brings up an excellent point. So I was doing voiceover IP testing, right? And we had all these disparate yeah. tools and they're like, oh, you know, just download SIP Vicious and download this and download that. And I'm like, really? Like I have to download like 50 different tools? Why can't we just have this in one distro? Why, why do I got to do all this nonsense? So I created VAST, which is Voice RP Security Testing Distro or whatever. And it's loaded with SIP testing tools, VoIP testing tools, and it's specifically for exploiting VoIP. And that to me mm-hmm. gave me the toolkit that I needed. A lot of people don't do that. When they get into the industry, red teamers especially, they latch on to what the other red teamers are using. And unfortunately, they use one distro, which is Kali, and nothing's customized. So what I did when I started my, when I, when I became a, a red team uh, leader was downloaded Ubuntu and mm-hmm. install the tools that I wanted. And Kali was not a default install on any laptop that we had. If you wanted a tool, <laughs> call out the request. Tell me why you want the tool. Tell me why you need it, and we'll install it. Yeah. Um, and in that way, it gave me an idea of how advanced some people were and where we needed to improve. So, with that same mindset, Juan, looking at your tool, which is fantastic, by the way, um, where. Do you think the most improvement needs to be
1: on the tool as it is right now?
0: Mm-hmm. As it is,
1: uh, I yeah, as it is right now. I think uh, I think we need to focus more and more on what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, uh, yeah, and as I say as I said uh, today, twenty twenty one, and during lockdown, I think the the, the what's coming next is uh, APT attacks and EDR solutions. So yeah. that's that's. That's my point of view. Uh, I might be wrong. No, uh, just... If if I'm wrong, then I will try to change the try to change <laughs> the perspective. But I think that's that's what's coming. Um, yep. uh, we, we are moving forward from uh, we are moving forward from. Uh, 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 remote type of attacks and we are going more and more and more into endpoints because people is using, uh, they have more access, they have more laptop, they have more, more mobile phones, they have, they are more exposed. So, uh, I think, uh, that's the, that's the target now.
0: Absolutely. You, you and me both like that, that that's the same mindset I have. Um, when it came to predictions for 2021, I said, IOT and ISC. And so far oh. we've seen both, um, and EDR, when you saw CrowdStrike being hit by solar winds, and also malware bites, like that—that's a big—that's a big indication that people are getting smart and they're going after the defense products first to secure their, their position in network. Like I totally get that. Um, so as far as exploit pack, IoT, and SCADA, what do you have as far as that goes within the tool?
1: SCADA? No no we, we don't have anything uh, uh, for SSCCA. Um, for IoT it depends on this on your solution. I mean you can implement the same agents there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that should be doable. Um, and we don't have like minimized type of agents that you can, you can run from IoT uh, devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's not something that uh, was our list of needs, but uh, it, uh, as you mentioned, it might change during this year. It might change that uh, you will need to pen test. If if there is someone asking me, hey, I try, I need to pen test the, this whole network with these uh, LoRa devices and IoT that are all uh, yeah. Among these corporations, and we, we need to get an agent there, then of course we will just try to focus there and, uh, and create a minimized or something that you can be stationed station or, uh, or can escalate quickly.
0: Now, w- within the tool, within Exploit Pack, do you have different ways to exfil data? Like, let's say you want to exfil you know, a document or a directory, is there a way to do that within Exploit Pack?
1: Yes, yes, there is, and it's uh, mostly through the agents that I'm, I'm I, I should show you, and then from there you can exfiltrate your type of data on different type of channels. Sure. Uh, but this, uh, when you look at technically, you will always go into the same type of exfiltrations that everyone is is using it. Yeah. Uh, we try to adapt to 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 always try to be uh, uh, undetectable. So so. Not to be catch. Right, and right. We are playing the, that game for for a long time, right? As so everyone else.
0: So Juan, do you use like cloakification like DNS or other protocols to hide data in within Exploit Pack when you exfil, or is that something that that, that you personally do within an engagement besides Exploit
1: Pack? Now we expect the the uh, we don't we don't provide a platform. We expect the pentester to yeah uh, to to have their own. Gotcha. Uh, platform. We we don't want to be on the middle.
0: Right, right. Gotcha. Yeah. So cool. I, I you know as far as the, the tool goes itself,
1: if I had nine
0: hundred and seventy euros to pay for it, I absolutely would. Um, and I would suggest any CISOs. I know that we have CISOs online with us right now, and I know that we have large corporations. Um, I could think of one German corporation or LLC that's online right now that is looking to build a red team and if you don't use exploit pack you're making a huge mistake so i would focus on this tool yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would fo- yeah. i would focus on this tool um simply because of the fact that the people behind it are genuine and it's been tested and prove proven for a long time um so they're online take notice As far as like the other people online, a lot of a lot of people are really new to pen testing and red teaming. Um, Like I said, we have a wide variety of uh, people joining the podcast. You know, from ten year olds to women in tech who are just getting into cybersecurity that that want to learn. So we provide this this opportunity to to meet people like you, Juan, that engineered and frontiered you know, this type of of development and mindset um, because it's so important to what we do on a daily basis. Um, So I try to get back to where we came from. Um, And actually the German corporation wants me to send them your details so they can get in contact with you about the application itself. Um, So, Ryan, can you post up the uh, exploit pack um, license structure there's there's a, a link on the website for that pricing can you post that for yep.
3: well, cool um and
0: okay so this is not a forensics tool this is a red teaming tool there's a separation there forensics you know a totally different toolkit totally different mindset um this would feed into the forensics um because you have to have pen test after a breach Uh, to figure out where the breach came from and isolate and all the good stuff. Uh, But this is not going to be your solution for forensics. This is going to be your solution for red teaming, pen testing, uh, vulnerability research within a lab and exploit development. I know that I used a lot of um, tools like Nessus, Armitage, uh, Metasploit, um, different EI retina to look at uh, the results of a breach, and look at the exploits that were used, uh, but not forensics at all. Uh, black box, yes, Mark. This would be good for black box. Um, the, your people would need to go out and do the OSINT to find the net blocks to test. But once you find those net blocks, this tool would be your end-all be-all for testing that net block.
3: What about reporting? How does it go, how does the uh, exploit pack go with reporting? Oh jesus uh,
0: fuck reporting
1: <laughs> uh well uh, it doesn't pro- it doesn't provide you uh, 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 it, it does provide you a generator of a report of your actions but doesn't it will not make a red team report for you uh, because that uh, that should be customized. and there is i don't think there is added value into provide you a full red team exercise uh, 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 report or a pen test report because you're not gonna use only exploit path for this no, And if you do, then you're wrong.
0: Yeah, completely wrong. Another thing too is that if there are people listening or watching right now, if you have a red teaming company, hire a technical reporter. Hire a tech reporter who can take the results from your test, make it digestible to C-level, to technical level, and be done with it. It's a very small amount to pay for a very huge part of what red teamers and pen testers don't like to do. If you want to make your company successful, don't force your pen testers and red teamers to write 200 page documents on what they did, have a tech reporter, have them ready, have them engage in all the operations that the red team engages on, take notes and write their own shit because there's going to come a point where red teamers are just going to want a red team. They're not going to want to write your documents. They're not going to want to put footnotes and headers in every little piece of data. They spend 24 hours a day researching vulnerabilities. They spend 24 hours a day rebuilding scenarios in their lab at home for free to exploit shit. So why not take a little bit of extra money that you're saving while these guys are up at midnight doing research Take that money you would pay them and buy a tech reporter and write good reports instead of re- relying on the guy who's been up for two weeks straight 24-7 testing networks because there's only two red teamers available. Um, I can't count how many corporations I've, I've been involved with who don't hire a tech reporter, but hire a shit ton of red teamers. And then they're like, well, who's going to write the report? Well, dude, you've hired... 15 hackers who really don't give a shit about the report and they want to test and help people hire somebody, clarative, administrative, that can take that data, siphon it off, make sense of it, put it into a report and deliver it on time. Simple. It's one position. That's my rant.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's extremely accurate and i and i i have the same view if you count uh, at the end of the year the amount of days you uh, waste uh, uh, using these resources redeemers testers, uh, they take one two days for reporting mm-hmm. and they uh, they are not focused on, they are not focused on what is important that is the threat and um, and you can uh, yeah you can minimize that uh, that's a, a waste of time by using a tech reporter or even uh, there are tools that also will minimize the, 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 the structure of reporting itself for the pen testers. So they can choose focus on the vulnerability writing and describing those instead of just needing to write a full document uh, uh, with summary for X amounts of teams and for developers, for the board of directors. And I, I see that happen again and again and again, yeah.
0: It's a a single point of failure, right? So we think in, in different ways, right? We look at a picture from a different angle. And when you have us write a report, so a lot of companies keep pen testers, keep red teamers away from clients, right? We get the SOW, we get the engagement, the rules of engagement, we go, we do our thing. Because a lot of us aren't that social, so when you take that same that same group of people and take this mountain of data and hand it off to that same person who's not that great at being social and tell them write a report for the entire company yeah. i'm surprised a lot more companies don't get the middle finger and people quit because i know that's not my job yeah so yeah. Be be good to your employees. That's number one. You know, if, if you're working your red teamers and, and they love what they do or else they wouldn't be red teamers. I've never met a red teamer who hated their job because that's what we live for is we live for that challenge. But you put me behind a desk and tell me, Hey, take this mountain of data and put it into a document where the CEO can understand it. I don't know. See Dick run, see Jane walk the fucking dog. That, that's not me. That needs to be a tech reporter, a tech writer, who can write little footnotes and fancy abbreviations. Let me do my thing. Um, and I think that's what the industry's coming to. That We had Vonahe on last week. And uh, the CEO of Vonahe, Alton Johnson, um, we were talking about his tool and the way that they had a template for report writing. And I mean, it's, it's perfect. You could take the, the output from this tool from exploit pack and also incorporate it into that template, make it much easier. But you know, a lot of companies want the pen tester to actually sit down and write this shit. Do you want somebody like me writing a report to a company that has like 5,000 eternal blue vulnerabilities? Probably not. <laughs> It'd be a very short report. Um, so yeah, like my message is rely on a product like exploit pack to do red teaming to help be the foundation of your testing, but go out and hire a college educated English major tech writer who can get you through the actual last day of the engagement when reporting to the CEO or hire Ryan, because I'm not going
3: to do it. (laughs) So that you know, we Last bug, thank you. Yeah, yeah.
0: So 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 Juan didn't didn't mean to lose you on that one, but we, we all have our passionate areas of cybersecurity. And my biggest complaint about cybersecurity is we have the wrong people in the wrong roles. Like if you're gonna hire me to be your SIGINT and your your ones and zeros, don't expect me to write a children's book for the CEO. It's not happening.
1: Uh, that's true. <laughs> That, that's true, and I I think uh, um, we need people that is focused in why well, in the security area that is focused on what's uh, what they need to do and what they need to achieve. Try to look for the goals. Try to uh, make it uh, and try to keep it happy with uh, with among among uh, among others, right? Yeah. Uh, because if if you put a some a pen tester to write a report, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, for a week, that is. Yeah, he will. You uh, will lose him. I mean, the next what what I see happening again and again and again is like a, a pentester or a red teamer start a project, start a new, scenari- a new scenario, a new pentest, and then at, at the end of the week and the end of the two weeks, he knows he needs to write a report and the that stars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it depends on uh, how he yeah how he feels, and yeah. it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, I mean, and, and you also have to look at the
0: amount of burnout when it comes to pen testing, right?
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: So I, there was a point where I was working for for a DOD um contracting company. I won't name the name because they were pretty poor. Um but I was doing I was traveling constantly for this for testing and doing just ridiculous shit like FedRamp. Like that's not my bag. You know, you hand me a laptop and say you can only run this tool and you save the report in this directory and that's it. Like that's not pen testing me. Yeah. That that that's point and click, you know. Automate that shit. You don't need me. Um, so I, I went from that, and and I was doing like fifty page reports. Um, and I don't know if any, any of you guys have done fed FedRAMP um, audits, but it's a huge checklist, and it takes weeks. And people can actually argue your findings, and so you have to go back and reprove the findings. Um, so there's a lot of burnout when it comes to, to that. Um, and, and report writing in general is just a pain in the ass. You know, I provide the videos, screenshots, um, data, even raw scripts that I use to exploit services. Um, but there should be a dedicated resource for that. You know, we have tons of tools. We have tools for testing, scanning, OSINT, exploitation. Why don't we have a tool? Specifically for taking that data and writing fucking reports. How come the industry is not caught up with that, Ryan? That's your next
3: job. That's something. I get the interesting stuff. I'm gonna also. say
0: that's something I keep.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's something I keep thinking about as well. Um, just a way
3: to to make a tool to kind of streamline.
1: Oh. I, think we lo- I think we lost. I think him. Lost Mike. There we lost. Yeah, we lost Mark. Yeah, I think
0: I think I'm frozen for a sec. Um, oh we did lose him. Oh, there he goes. Yeah, there
3: he's back. Welcome back, man. Yeah, government, they hate me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> From the FBI to USPS, it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, okay. So, Juan, I want to thank you for jumping on and you know living in a haunted house for us for an hour, hour and a half. Um, and you're welcome anytime. If you want to come into the discord, we have a discord. I'll make sure you get that link and we'll make you a, right. a, a uh, op in discord. Um, and really to be honest with you, like it's just exposing people to applications, tools, different jobs they can get within the industry and just a community. We share everything. Um, we have uh, a section for exploits. Um, I do exploit videos once a week. Um, put different exploits up and tools that, that I've messed with, um, and you're more than welcome to join anytime you want. Uh, I have utmost respect for the people who are who are developing tools for the next generation of cybersecurity. I had my time doing VAST and, and doing Voice RAP, but my focus now is on giving back. And my point is bringing people like you on who are excited about what you do, have a great tool have a great vision and sharing that with people who are new to give them that same excitement and interest in what we do. So with that said, um, I've lost my chat window. Uh, thanks to LTE and Verizon. Um, if you guys have any more questions, feel free to fire away. I have the chat back up. I just want to thank You're frozen, bro.
3: Watch coming
1: on thanks man also the your listeners are more interested on xplay pack feel free uh, to reach me out directly or uh yeah find uh, find the discord channel um, so, yeah we can keep in, in touch
0: absolutely we'll, we'll uh, advertise the discord channel within our discord i'll send you a link to our discord as well if you want to come visit and co-host or whatever um and you know just be part of the community but we really sure, really we will do the same yeah, totally appreciate it, man. And anything we can do to help out Exploit Pack, if someone wants to contribute to Exploit Pack as far as skating goes, what avenues do you want that to go through? What channels?
1: Well, the Discord is a, is a good one. I mean, uh, they they can reach me or the other guys. Okay. And uh, yeah, and if they have any feedback or they want to get uh, they want to get more involved into the the d itself, that's that's a way to go.
0: Absolutely. I, I would love to get involved as far as SCADA goes in ICS, because that's kind of my focus now is, is SCADA um, has been for probably about the past 10 years, because I think the the next wave of serious attacks is going to be through SCADA. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll hook up with you on that. Uh, in the meantime, if anybody has questions for Juan, you can send them to me. Um, I'll relay them to them through LinkedIn. Juan, thanks for the demo. Uh, so, let's move on to the giveaway, um, Damien? Yeah,
2: giveaway. Yeah, Damien. That's, that's part of my job.
0: So, 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 so Damian, the, these are your. This is your merchandise through the UK that, that you're giving away. Yeah. Um, how do you want to do this? This is new to me. You know what? Uh,
2: let's do it this way. Um,
0: why, why don't you give Juan his choice of giveaway for being a guest, and then we choose what whatever. Twenty method.
2: people. Yeah, it's just twenty-one. Twenty-one. Uh, how many people we have on the? Twenty. We have twenty. We have twenty, so everyone's gonna get something. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't want any money for uh, for shipping. You need to buy Mike coffee because Mike is always tired. I don't,
0: <laughs> I don't need coffee because I have bourbon. <laughs> okay,
2: but, oh, okay, so you chip in for bourbon yeah. for Mike, and and I'll yeah. get everything sorted. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay. So, so de- demo to back things up a little bit, um, so that Juan gets a sense of of where we're at as a community and a podcast. We have rebuilt this podcast twice, um, once from the beginning, and we had we've got a a huge following. Um, But the group that I came from decided to attack us a month ago and we've rebuilt off of that. So the people that you see here online right now active are the same people who have been supportive since day one. Um, So with that being said, give Juan his choice of merchandise, whatever he wants from, you know, the Haunted Hacker podcast and the rest of it. Demo, you choose how you want to divvy it up. If you want to do a quiz, if you want to, if you want me to like. No,
2: there is no quiz. All we right. do it. We, everyone gets something, you know, cool. because cool. This, cool. this movement is genuine movement. It's not, it's not the Tesco or Sainsbury's or <laughs> all the crap, you know, it's, it's a really genuine movement, you know, So, so... I, I bet the Warren Buffett is listening to us, you know. He oh, wants well. to invest. <laughs> <Joke>. <laughs> I wish.
0: <laughs> I wish it was Joe Rogan.
2: Uh, no, it's uh, this whole movement. Yeah, that's who we're really
0: trying to get a hold of. Is is Joe Rogan? Yeah, is, well, it, 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 this whole know.
2: movement is all about dad. You know, yeah, I call yeah. Mike dad. You know, <laughs> the dad of our movement. You know, I'm the
0: most. Have you ever seen the, the TV show Shameless? Uh, I, oh. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Frank.
2: I'm not, no. Cheers. I'm you not dead. Yeah, so we, everyone on this podcast today is gonna get something. But the, the thing is, how we gonna get the and the, I mean, delivery is sorted? That's that's it's, the biggest problem, you know. Because then everyone starts sending me their uh, their, uh, their addresses. I'm gonna feel uncomfortable because okay. I've got so, personal data. You know.
0: We'll do we'll, we'll do it this way. We'll do it this way. Um, everybody who wants to receive something from the podcast, send me your information. I'll make sure it's shipped. Um, right now, all.